Hi guys. Hello. Welcome to Etta Arlene's Spirit Cast. I'm Etta, this is Arlene. We are both certified Reiki masters and certified in guided meditation. We love all things related to spirituality, metaphysics, mindfulness, Reiki, energy healing, magic, tarot, astrology, and more. Mm -hmm. We love it all. That's what this podcast is about. For today, we are going to do a little mini weekly reading for you, and then we're going to get into um, an interview. Arlene's going to interview me. We decided it would be fun to interview each other just so you guys could get a little more information about us and our background before we start interviewing a bunch of other people. And then at the end of the podcast, as usual, we always have a free, distant Reiki session, so you just listen to it and be open to receiving the energy. All right, let's get into the reading. Okay, so for today's reading, I'm pulling from my cute little meditation deck, just for the beginning, middle, and end of the week. So for the beginning of the week, it's saying that nothing exists the way it appears. It is all up to our karma. So I interpret that as there's more to everything in your week. There's going to be more to the people you interact with, and that the energy you put out, you get back, and just be a good person. Just be nice, be sweet. Um, Even if you deal with people who are difficult, you have a choice of how you respond and that's what you're going to receive back from the universe. Okay? And for the middle of the week, we have a affirmation. I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. Oh, that's great. So this, again, ties in the beginning of the week. Like I said, you have a choice on how you react to people, the energy you give off, you give back. So... It doesn't matter what your current circumstances are, you have a choice of who you are, what you give off, what you do, and who you choose to become. Period. It's never too late to be a different person, change your life, act on your dreams. Maybe this might be the time to start. start. If if it resonates, I think that's cool. That's that's nice. I like that one a lot. Okay, so the end of the week, again, we have another affirmation. I am blessed and I am grateful. Oh, that's good. That's a good closing. This is great. Yeah. This is good. Um, I am blessed and I am grateful. Focus your thoughts. Realize your power. Realize how good you are, how great life is, and stop taking shit for granted. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. it ties in. I am blessed and I am grateful. I love that. Maybe that should be your affirmation for the week. That's a good way to get centered. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I really like that. I like the whole everything, the whole message. So beginning, be mindful of the energy you're putting off, how you act people. Middle, you have a choice on who you choose to be, how you choose to react, and who you choose to become. And the end is realize that, remember. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like an evolution. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. really powerful. Okay. When we get back, we're going to go into the interview. Hey guys, we just want to take a second to let you know where you can find us at. You can listen to our podcast on all major podcasting networks like Stitcher, iTunes, and more. You can also follow us on Instagram at Etta Arlene, on Twitter at edpro underscore pgh, on Pinterest at Etta Arlene, on Tumblr at Etta Arlene, and you can go to our website to subscribe for some Reiki. Thanks for listening. Okay, so we are here for the interview. This is Arlene interviewing Etta. Hi. At Arlene.com, Reiki master, artist, practitioner, graphic designer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so for mine, I talked a lot about our history, our work, what we've done. What would you like to start with? Would you like to start from the beginning or would you like to start from who you are now? Well, Introduce I mean, yourself. so 
I'll just sum everything up. So if you did not listen to our first one, we talked about like what we are, like what we did. So we're business owners. We've had a couple businesses that were successful in their own right. And then in 2016, we decided to change everything um, that stemmed from, uh, I believe, our spiritual growth and trying to live more authentic. I, she's right. I am an artist. Um, I'm actually pursuing that more now, I believe. <laughs> so uh, we'll keep you updated on how that goes and where you'll be able to find that art in the future. Uh, I don't, I don't. You know, we're going to launch it officially. Yeah, I'm probably going to have, a, I mean, I've been working on like an Instagram account for it. And then um, I have a website, I have a domain name. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be uh, something more personal for me. Sure, I'll be monetizing whatever, but it's more of like. It's your self-expression. It's me defining myself as an artist, finally, after um, years of thinking that I couldn't. Not that I'm not, I didn't think I was talented. It's just that narrative of you can't be an artist kind of thing. Like, Well, you have to make money. Yeah. You need to go the traditional route and make money. So you you went to art school. I did go to art school. So you Um, are definitely a trained artist. I did. I went to school for graphic design. It's funny because at one point I thought I should have gone for fine art. I'm still involved in, like, the art world, guys. I don't want you to think that I've just, like, completely cut myself off from it. <laughs> um, I would say what we do is very creative. I don't think you've ever lost touch with the creative. No. So there was a point, you know, sometimes I'll do programs and stuff and teach kids about art. And mm-hmm. I got to work at the museum for a little bit during mm-hmm. the um, international. And I was, uh, you know, teaching people about art. Your art ambassador? Um, yeah, it was, like, a gallery so the reason why I'm glad I did graphic design now is because it's it's like more practical. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that there's like an overlap, and there is an overlap with art, but there's something to it being trained as a designer and not just like fine art, because then you you're able to think like what's aesthetic and stay up with the trends as opposed to just making something that you think looks cool and is emotional based. And you know it's nice to be able to put those two together. And I had met artists who had really awesome like amazing like beautiful artwork but they weren't fluent with like the digital side of everything and having a brand like creating a brand was the biggest I mean we use my degree for our stuff all the time yeah we always have it's been actually I think it's a blessing Mm -hmm. sometimes because I know sometimes you feel like maybe you should have went the fine art route but I think it's been a crucial asset to everything that we've been able to accomplish um But, so what, what's your favorite medium? Like, I know you make really amazing paintings. What do you like to do? What? Tell me more about it. I prefer acrylic paint and oil paint. And I know a lot of people are like, oil, it's the best color. You know, you get mm-hmm. the best colors, blah, blah, blah. But acrylic paint dries fast. And sure, you can, like, mix stuff in your oil paints to make it dry faster. And the colors are rich, yeah. But I don't know. Just being, I like, you know, being able to, like, make a painting have it dry decently fast and then if you don't like it paint over it or whatever mm-hmm. I am getting more into oils I mean the biggest thing with oils for me is just all the chemicals involved and there was an artist that I was I was like listening to and he actually got cancer and he thinks it was related to the chemicals involved with oil painting mm-hmm. it just smells really strong so I'm I'm doing stuff with like water-based oils right now or like water um soluble oils but I always end up going back to acrylic. Watercolor is nice, but that's just not my like thing. Uh, yeah, that's cool. So you're gonna launch that eventually, whenever you feel ready. Yeah, I'm just some. I am creating a body, a new body of work. So I have, I have all of the art from the past, but I want a 
body of work that is, like, cohesive and fits with, like, matches, like, has, like, a similar color palette Ooh. and will look good on an Instagram feed or in a show where it's all, like, you get, like, this mood when you go in. Mm. I think that's important to me. Like, Andy Dixon has this color palette of, like, the pinks mm-hmm. and, you know, it has a mood to it. Like, you know it's him. And yeah. So that's what I kind of want to feel, like, with my work, like, mm-hmm. having a... Also, having a color palette that can be crossed over onto our own, you know, on our... Our, our, our aesthetic. Yeah, like, I want it to all kind of fit together. Yeah. So that it's more just a fluid, like, branch off of Ed Arlene, not, it, like, just this thing. Mm-hmm. This random, like, you know... <laughs> this random uh, pink festel thing. Yeah, like, I want it to have, like, to fit, fit know, us. That. So... And I, I've, I've contemplated maybe, I've heard of artists who will um, infuse it with, like, ener- their work with energy and, like, Ooh. Reiki and stuff so that there's, like, a healing element. That's awesome. The, yeah. So I thought of maybe doing that. Yeah. Adding so Reiki to add that it. to the list of things that Edda does. Reiki Writer. art. <laughs> Reiki art. Like, the art thing. It's exciting to have you start doing that again and really go all in yeah. on it. Oh, Gizmo's here. <laughs> That's our cat. She's... He wants the pendulum right now. Just give me the pendulum. Mm-hmm. Give me it. So let's talk about your spiritual journey. Okay. What pushed you into spirituality? So I started meditating because I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And that is because our business got very stressful. Mm-hmm. I think it was something that escalated. So at one point I thought I could work at a graphic design studio and run a business. Remember, do you remember those hours? Oh, yeah, you did. Because you tried to go the traditional route. First, yeah. First. And Um, it definitely wasn't in the cards. Yeah, I realized there that I didn't want to do commercial art necessarily. Um, So I did that, and then we ended up getting into Warp Tour, and that was immense. That was very stressful. I would say that's probably one of the more stressful Um, times of our... It's holiday season, obviously, but that was one yeah. of the most stressful events we've done. Yeah. So, I mean, it was cool. I'm glad we, we got into it, but it was, I don't know. It made us, like, have a different view of, of it. I had, I had fun. I had fun at work. So, I mean, we ended up having fun. We were exhausted. And I think what added to the stress is that, like, I was working full-time, far and away. doing the hustle. Yeah, right? like, trying to do it all, and... I think you had, you were working at the, um, you had crazy hours. I was working We were trying to juggle everything. So, you know, having your own business can be scary. So sometimes you want to have something to like latch on to. And I was, uh, there and we had the success with the shirts and then, um, we branched out into the candles and I would try to do the, I was, I still do this stuff, but like, remember I worked at the other museum and do Mm -hmm. like things art stuff or whatever um but the candles were real got went from being extremely fun to extremely stressful yes um and I don't know I think that might be how it was supposed to be or else we would not have become Reiki masters I wouldn't have become Reiki master if we wouldn't have had that energy around the candles oh yeah Um, I think that everything out is for a reason definitely so I uh started doing meditating all the time um, to try to like sleep and relax and I get migraines so I was trying to stave off the migraines with these meditations that were were going to allegedly help that 
not allegedly, I'm sure they help, but still went from there to getting into law of attraction. And this mm-hmm. happened for both of us. We're always together, so we both kind of, like, shared our, like, teachings and stuff and, like, what we learned. But I started doing law of attraction, and I was doing it, like, the think and grow rich route. Like, I'm doing it for my business kind of thing, not, like, personal development. Yeah. It was personal development, but it was, like, geared towards, like, having this end goal of financial, um, six, I don't know, like, some sort of, like, I don't know. Do you think that that was a moment where, like, we were living from the I'll be happy when? Definitely. No, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Like, the happiness was rooted differently. It was. Yeah, for sure. Because back then it was, like, we had this, like, goal. We had to get this goal achieved. Then we could relax and that wasn't how we were prior to i don't know when like the shift happened before yeah. i don't know what when what year do you think the shift happened i think that i i, I mean it i think too you get older and you get more mature and you have like certain you want to hit these like life goals yeah which don't matter none of them matters anymore but you know you have these societal like pressures and what have you but i i think that um probably I was, you know, 2012, 2013 were really cool years, and then 20, what, 14, 15, 16, we were, like, really hustling with the shirts and, or no, we 20. We were, 2013, I think 2013 is when we started, like, really yeah. going hard. Shirts, and we were trying to do, like, show, like, because we were band promoters, so we were trying to do, like, concerts and stuff, too, and then. We were trying to do it all. Um, and work, so then, you know, that's stressful, so that, I think, dealing with so many different, like, people and energies and stuff like that, like, I think you end up having things stick to you. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really interested in the idea of soul retrieval right now, uh, which we can talk about later. Mm-hmm. But I keep, I think that uh, maybe pieces of us were going to all of these things and wearing us out. And the pinnacle of it was after we did multiple holiday seasons mm-hmm. with the candle. The sure holiday seasons were rough, but they were... Manageable. Manageable. They weren't as bad, but we had um, double. It, it was like extreme with candles. It was a different process making them, and it was all. Even no matter how prepared we were, it was like we weren't prepared enough, and we weren't prepared for like the energies that were coming from people. Uh, I know I keep saying that like the energies are coming, but you know I'm an energy healer, so get over it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so, um, I, I would say that was a, a reason why we started to look into energy protection. I, yeah, so I definitely, I think I was looking at the law of attraction, like, how can I make this process go smoother? Mm-hmm. How can, um, I wasn't looking at it the way I look at it today. Yeah. So we phased into, like, these Reiki videos, not knowing what they were, and for, like, energy protection and stuff like that. So, like, hey, why not, you know? And then... I think 2016 was when it really, like, kicked in. It was, like, hardcore, like, we need to get it together. And then uh, we decided to become Reiki practitioners and then uh, get rid of all the stuff that was not for our highest good. And it's scary to do stuff like that, but... I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. No. Like, <laughs> no, I, I think it is scary. Change is very scary, and it's scary to let go of everything that you know in the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, and just, I, you know, instead of pursuit of money, it needs to be pursuit of happiness. Yes. And everybody is pursuing money, and people are going to argue, like, why do you this? Like, yeah, you do, but, like, you have to be happy, too. Like, what's the point in living if you're not happy? Like, all the money in the world doesn't make 
mean shit if you're not... It doesn't mean shit. No. I think that, um... Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So I have, like, this goal, and we've talked about this before. I want to do everything I said I was going to do when I was little. Just do it. And, you know, some of that... A lot of this stuff spawns off of the Reiki. And it doesn't matter what the success of it is. It's not... The goal isn't to be successful. It's to do it. So it is to write the book, create an art, you know, an art thing yeah. or do whatever, like whatever it is, like have, have this podcast or. Yeah, it, it is. Cause if we wouldn't have shifted our thinking, we wouldn't be doing stuff like this. We wouldn't mm-hmm. be doing the podcast. We wouldn't, you would not, you would, we would still be operating in that 3d like living yeah. style and that cycle that you're told that you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. So just kind of making it yourself. And, yeah. Um, there's no, I, you know, I'm learning now there's not a right or wrong path to be on. No, not at um, all. What makes you happy is the right path, I would say. And boom. That was, that's a good, I like that a lot. I said, boom, <laughs> boom, wham, there you go. That's um, what's most important is what makes you happy. Yeah. That's so interesting. Because I, I, you think about, too, like, I think about, like, you know, people staying in situations or relationships and stuff like that because it's, like, the right path, but they're, like, miserable, and they're taking all these, like, crazy, I don't know, they're hit with depression, they don't know why, but really it's because they're working a career that they absolutely cannot stand just because they think they have to have copious amounts of money to be happy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having, like, babies they don't want to have yet because they're like, oh, I gotta have a baby now. (laughs) Yeah, it's what is happiness and it happens to for everybody different for everybody but as long as you are happy or in the pursuit of happiness mm-hmm. and then you're fine yeah. you will be fine but i feel like the healing like i feel like i'm still on a journey yes um that i'm still becoming a Re- reiki master hasn't like i still feel like i'm learning and we actually did like a so we went to the Akashic Records, and I actually had a thing that said to keep learning and practice. Mm. So honestly, I'm like completely, like if I, just three years, you know, four years ago, I feel like I'm a completely different person than I was. Just everything, thinking and ambitions. It's just changed a lot. Yeah. So I hope that resonates with any, you know, people out there. Like, it's okay. <laughs> to it's change. okay to change. Yeah. It's okay to change. That is, that's good. It is, it is very good. It's okay to change. And I think it's okay to not be where you thought you would be. Mm-hmm. Like, to shift your thinking. It's just crazy. Like, I think how, if you would have talked to me after college, I would have told you that I was going to be doing editorial design. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you wanted And at that I would time. be in, I don't know, living in New York or something. And... I couldn't see myself doing that at all, like, today. That would have been a career, a horrible career choice for me. Horrible. <laughs> like, like, no. <laughs> That's not helping people at all. It doesn't help anybody. <laughs> do, you like, remember, do you remember the movie Mr. Nobody? I do, yeah. I always think about how, like, you have these different paths you can choose. Yeah. And, like, some, if someone gets you the same part, like, just slightly different, or it could be completely awry, completely mm-hmm. different. Yeah, it's funny. I that is like interesting that because we have like free will, there are like all these different choices and these different, different paths. Choices because if you would have chosen that path, yeah. what would life be like? If or would we, it, yeah would have been sustainable? I just think too. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. They say you have all these paths, but 
Could there be paths that all lead to the same... Destination? Destination, yeah. Could there... Like, if you're meant to do something, like something is your highest soul's purpose, like something is what your higher self is wants you to do, that's what you're here for. Could there be a path that leads you, no matter what path you take? So, for example, let's say I would have become an editorial... Gotten involved in editorial design in New York. Hated it, came back, you know, came back to Pittsburgh, and then started doing mindfulness because I was so lost from that that falling apart and then all of a sudden I'm a Reiki master again. I think that it might switch the time frames. So there's like the easy way, mm-hmm. the middle way, the hard way, and the really, really, really hard way. Yeah. Like I think it's going to take you the same, I, I would like to think that it takes you the same end goal, but it's just a different way of getting there and mm-hmm. depends on how long it takes. Like I feel like we, like the universe was nudging, like slightly nudging, 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 yeah. and it didn't nudge. It's like, okay, well then here, let's take this bucket throw everything in it and just set it ablaze. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll understand then. I thought, sometimes I think, too, that it took um, extreme, like, for us, the universe did extreme um, intervention because we weren't listening to, like, divine guidance. Um, I would, I say, I would, I definitely disconnected from divine guidance. Yeah, you did say that. You said um, there was, like, a gap where you just felt like you were living in, like, a... What did you say you live your life? How do you say you live your life for a quarter mile at a time or something weird like that? <laughs> I, I have these weird quotes. And that, that's actually from Fast and Furious. <laughs> I don't... Wait, what's the other quote? I live one? my life a quarter mile at a time. That's one. What about the, we look good? <laughs> oh, my favorite quote. It's still my favorite quote. I don't care she if She, like, lives by Even this. if I don't, like, operate the same way, it's, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you, they, um... If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they pay good. If you if they pay good, you stay good. I believe that. That's a football quote. Football? It's from football. Who said that? What football? I player? think it was like uh, Deion Sanders or something. Oh, it's probably definitely Deion Sanders. Okay, it's a Deion Sanders quote. Uh, I that was my favorite. One of my favorite quotes. I live like that, but it's not. It's not about how you look. It's how you feel. So it's, it's how you feel. It's what makes you feel good. If it makes you feel good to you know, do whatever. As long as you feel like that, even that quote, like it's how you fucking feel. Because mm-hmm. when you feel good, then things align with that. It's not yeah. about looks. It's about how you fucking feel on the inside. It's how you feel. Yeah. That was one of the, um, so I've been really practicing silencing the ego hard. It's really important. And, and understanding what that means. What, what does it mean to silence the ego? You can answer that. Well, so... What your ego is going to be that voice in your head that tells you you suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that little like, voice. You can give it a name, whatever. And it, it the voice sounds like your own. I'm not saying this. Some of you might have a disembodied voice. And, you know, wow. But uh, maybe you might want to. But, um, it, you know, generally um, it's it sound it'll sound like you because it is like a part of you. And um, your ego is people have different takes on it but some people think it's the part of you that it wants you to survive and so much that it stifles you from growth because it wants to keep you in that box that is your safety and to keep you in that box it'll talk you out of doing things that are for better for you like it'll talk you out of going on um you know some trip around the world that you've always wanted to do or that you know, buying an outfit that is a different color than you usually wear, but it'll look super cute on you. It can be the most basic thing, but anything that, like, convinces you that you aren't 
able to do something or aren't good enough or whatever. And it's a sneaky, sneaky bitch. Um, <laughs> that sneaky, sneaky bitch, the ego. Yeah. The fucking ego. <laughs> and, like, uh, the voice, she, like, comes around. And it's it's the loudest when things aren't the way you want them to be, I think. Mm-hmm. Because it has all these things to pull off of as examples. And even though that all of anything that it would pull off of is the past. It's not like I'm really interested in being in the present and, uh, you know, being you're different than you were five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. You're not the same person, but your ego wants you to think you are. And uh, would you say like, like that's how people get stuck in certain like time frames in their life? Because like, that's when it was good, but now it's not good. So you just suck right now. Probably. I mean, like, okay, it can be anything basic. Like, think of, you'll see, like, a, a lady who has, like, hair that looks like it's from, like, I don't know, like, the way wrong time period. It looks crazy, but for some reason she keeps it. You know, people, some of that could be just, just her look, which is fine. I support that because I think all women are beautiful. But if it's, some people might have that because they don't think they can look good with a different hairstyle. And their egos, maybe it's, like, some, like, thing, like, this was the best time of my life, and this is how I look, and this is it. Like, who knows? I mean, it could be anything, but, like, you know, your an egoic thought could be, like I said earlier, you want to buy a shirt, and then you put it on, and you think it looks good, but you never wear tight shirts, and you all of a sudden are like, but it makes me look fat. It probably makes me look fat, doesn't it? And It convinces that, you. Yeah. It's like, a convincing yes, voice. It, uh-huh. Lack, I always think of lack. Like, it may help, makes it... it elevates the like makes it louder volume louder on things that you think you perceive that you lack so whether it be like money like i'm poor i suck i'm fat i'm ugly i am not smart enough it's always negative it like accent yeah it like accentuates things and i've read people like there's people who like gurus and stuff and they say that it's still good it's still important and it'll help you know they'll say it'll help it just wants your survival and it helps you survive but then You'll hear other people like, but that you gotta shut her up. She needs to go be get out of here. So regardless of what you believe, I personally think that you can't listen to it. And um because you do have a higher self and you do have like a divine guidance. And so when I say I'm listening to my higher self, I'm listening to that voice that's like, No, you can do this. Like, no, that's not true. That's not what you know, that's not right. Like, even down to like the art stuff, like an ego thought would say, Oh, you can't do that. There's too many artists. But my higher self is saying it doesn't matter because you're not doing it for those artists. You're Give painting. Yourself. Yeah. And it's, it makes you feel it because you want to be an artist. It doesn't. But in your ego might say, well, you need to make money off of it. But then your higher self will be like, fuck money. Be happy. Do what you want to so do. I, I, would you say that like societal programming held you back from pursuing the art fully a, lot, a while ago? I think societal programming holds everybody back in some way, a hundred percent, because we are supposed to be on a structured path. Everybody, for some, there's a reason. Obvious. I was gonna say for some reason, but there's a reason, and um, you know, there's a reason. But it's just like I read a, uh, I read this thing on Twitter, and it was talking about like age and stuff. And this guy, he's like. You know, I don't know why people complain about their 30s. This is the best time of my life. And then somebody in their 40s was like, 
yeah, I mean, in my 40s, I was able to find my dream job, and I'm so happy. And then another person chimed in, and they're like, I'm 50, and I used to be an introvert all my life, and I finally got over it, and now I'm, like, traveling the world, and I'm having a great time. So why are we all convinced that the best parts of our lives are, like, high school? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. It's because of, like, like, why? Like, why are we convinced that way? Like, you're the most beautiful when you're like this, or X, Y, and Z, and I think a lot of it's fueled by keeping a certain societal structure going, keeping consumerism the way it is. So you buy new cars, so you put makeup on, so you do all this stuff to try to emulate something that isn't really you mm-hmm. and might probably doesn't make you happy mm-hmm. necessarily. So, I mean, sure, societal pressure definitely gets in everybody's head because you're told that you have, that's not a um, lucrative career for you unless you are... On this path. Yeah. Unless unless the things are aligned a certain way. I always think myself, like, think about, like, we talked about this before, um, you know, like, Kylie Jenner just decided to make a lipstick brand and whatever, make herself an influencer, and she has no, like, education or anything, and she did it because she was programmed to believe that she could do, yeah, she has money, her family has money and stuff, like, she has an advantage, obviously, but she believes, she knows that because of all of that, she can be and do whatever she wants to. Yeah. She could probably have decided she wanted to be a fine artist and literally take a shit on a canvas, smear it around, and people will eat it because she knows that she she's programmed to know that she can do whatever she mm-hmm. wants to do. And, like, we're not, like... So why... that I would argue, like, then why can't other people? It's because they don't believe. No, for sure, because we're not... We're... We don't believe in ourselves. We're conditioned. We're t- gotten... We get all these messages telling us that life is so much better a certain way i respect the hustle that like the kyler jenner or whatever i respect mm-hmm. it i why why do people feel the need to try to tear these people down to tear successful people down yeah in any form <sighs> I don't know who it is i don't know i think it's weird like sure i don't know her as a person or any no. of those people and they might be really like me they might be completely horrible people who knows yeah so i don't know why like the fact that you don't know them is kind of weird to be cruel but I think that when people attack other people for being having something that they want or being more successful, it's more of like a reflection of where they're at. Mm. But I also think it depends on like the context too. Like so, like are we talking about somebody who's just is it just like a broad general thing, or are we talking about like celebrities? But I think like just like let's just say celebrities for now. I think, well, celebrity, I think it, it's like easy access. It's easy to talk about these people because they are in the public platform but I think most people do stuff like that because they still have work to do on their own like internal growth spiritually um and then I s- don't know like positive negative I don't know I don't know why people do that stuff but I think that it is reflective of like the work they still need to do and where they're because everybody I mean I've felt and I don't know I felt weird about celebrities and stuff like that before like why would they do this but I I don't know why people tear other people down. I just don't know. I really don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I listened to this guy who was talking about um, how people are at different spots on their spiritual journey, even if it doesn't seem like they're on a spiritual journey at all, and it's just reflective of the growth that they're like higher selves or whatever the growth that they're on. So you get into like karma mm, and karma. yeah. You know, guys, you probably think this is coming out of left field, but hear me out. So, 
the idea that you come to earth to learn you're coming here to learn and have these experiences and you're asleep you know you don't know you're coming here not knowing anything not knowing who you were in a past life nothing and every life is an opportunity to get closer to where you need to be spiritually I guess or connected to source so the more you're here and the more like karmic like bad karma you you know accrue you have to like pay those karmic debts in the next life so that you can learn from it this is what we believe this oh yeah you guys believe whatever you want to believe this is something I believe but this is where my thoughts are with the whole that whole celebrity thing so those people are just that's where they're at right now and it might be something that they start to like heal from and learn from like they might you know in like five years they might be like why do they even care about what the fuck Kim Kardashian is doing she doesn't affect me at all like who cares then that person has like healed that energy or whatever yeah fix that energy so every and everybody has some sort of thing that they're working on while they're here even the most like spiritually advanced people people you think have it all together they have some sort of like something they're working on I mean even you can even see that type of energy coming through with people who do um we were talking about it and this you know this might be controversial I'm gonna say it whatever who cares um whenever you see people do like card readings and stuff like that like there's a ton of them and there's different tone that some of them have and some of them have like more of a negative outlook on like you're like why is this card reading so negative and I think some of it is like that's where they're at and that's the energy like it's coming through not and not that it's bad or like good or whatever but like maybe that's just something that they're they're still like working on and not even consciously mm-hmm. but you'll be like why why did they read my message like this and she you know, different people too but I always think about that whenever I do listen to card readings and stuff mm-hmm. like you know I was listening to one girl and she's like super happy and she was like she said she tries to be happy because she had such um had so many struggles and now things are cool so she wants to be like that hope for people so whenever she does her card readings they always have like a spin they're always like it means this, but this is an opportunity for this. Whereas you might have somebody else who's like, uh-uh, this car came up and, uh, like, you look, don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You don't get laughs> yeah. It. Look, look for the bad. Yes. Look for, yeah, yeah. like, protection. So in our first, I remember in the first one you mentioned how, like, you are actively look, coming from a place of love now. Mm-hmm. Instead of being so defensive. What would you say about, like, like for people, advice for people to start to look for energy blocks they might have? Like, what would you say would be a, a good way to start recognizing that? Um, I think how you view people is a good way. Mm-hmm. Because usually that's reflective of you. Mm-hmm. If you look at everybody as bad or, like, everybody's selfish, then that's a reflection on, like, you mm-hmm. somehow that you have to work out. Like, why do I feel this way? I think that's a good way to to figure out like what you need to work on if you are only seeing like the negatives in people mm-hmm. you know yeah you know, everybody's not always sunshine and rainbows all the time and no, no it's okay to like not to be like well I can't I can't deal with you right now but I think that sometimes if you notice a trend like you're always perceiving the world in a certain way that maybe that's something that needs to be dealt with on the inside and you're reflecting that inner those inner feelings outwardly not consciously. Yeah. Like you're not doing it on purpose. That's just how you are. I like to think that our inside world is a reflection of... Our outside world is a reflection of the inside. It is. Like, even, um, you know, they... You look at people who are, like, have depression and stuff, and 
they'll often say that they can't remember we, we know a girl I guess like the most difficult task or something like that and it's like they're in such a weird headspace that they can't get certain tasks done in their home so it's a reflection of what's going on in their head or like if you feel confused some, or like like from like our my office if it's all shuffled about because I'm not naturally like that then one could easily assume that I have a lot going on in my head at that moment yeah and I, I want depression to not be so stigmatized any mental issues people might have like I, I it annoys me when I see things that it's like, oh, you're not depressed. You're just sad. Like, you have no idea what people are going through. Yeah. I and think, yeah. people know that they're not alone on that and to get the proper assistance they need. Mm-hmm. Like, we get messages all the time from people asking for advice. Like, not everybody, everybody doesn't have it all together. Like, no. we don't have, like, everybody's going through th- their own thing. Yeah. And people that you think are perfect and fine and have a good life might have their own struggles going on. Everybody has struggle. And, I, you know, honestly, too, I think um, that if we were all more, like, loving and accepting and perceptive of, like, it's okay, I don't understand why this person feels that way, I'm going to support them and help them anyways, then that person has better opportunity of healing as opposed to, why do you feel like that? Like, mm-hmm. you, you have no reason to feel like shit. Like, look at your life, it's perfect, but there's something going on, and then, you know, being mean, I don't think being mean ever solves anything. Judgmental. Ever. Judgmental, cruel, like, unnecessarily... And it doesn't help people. You can, you know, you hear people get angry and then they go out. Like, the protests. We, I've been to a lot of protests, you know. I have. We all have. We all I have, have yeah. like, you know, I got signs in the back of my trunk. I'm ready. <laughs> ready for any protest. <laughs> I, like, uh, I am. I, like, whip those bad boys out. Like, and I feel like I, I do it because I need to, like, so that's, like, energy I support. But there's still something, like, being so angry hasn't fixed it. Though. It doesn't fix anything. No. And I like the Mother Teresa quote where she's like, if it's a peaceful process, then I'll be in attendance. Yeah. Um, what well, she feel like if it's a pro, if I'm pro peace or yeah, something. Yeah, if, it, if, if it's a pro peace and not anti. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm for it. Yeah. So, yeah, energy you put back. But I think, I don't care, I'm going to say it. After the election in the United States, I feel like there was a global depression. But I feel like that we were just very angry at that point. I cried. Tears. Really yeah. cried. But that's, we were, that's when we were really protesting a lot. Besides, like, when we were younger. We were going through the energy um, shift. How was your Reiki attunement? Because you asked me about my Reiki attunement. How was yours? And okay. what, actually, what really pushed you into wanting to become a Reiki practitioner? Okay, so they say that Reiki finds you if you're meant to do it. I read that somewhere. I uh, believe it. I didn't know the depths of Reiki until I started learning it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that it was a med because I use Reiki to meditate with, so I thought it was like this meditation practice, and it is not. I mean, it is. It is a energy healing though, and it is more than meditate. Sure, you can meditate with the Reiki symbols, but it um, you know, it's different. It's different, and. I don't know when there was a point in time when I was learning and I was like, Oh, this is not what I thought, but I was completely down with it. And then I decided that's what I really wanted to do. And that like kind of had to do, but what really made me go all in on everything, mindfulness, spiritual, all of it was the Reiki attunement Mm. because that was one of the first like genuine, like hardcore magical experiences in my life. Like Mm. I can't man anybody 
I don't know how other people's Reiki attunements are. I've heard other people talk about their attunements, and I've heard, like, really off-the-wall stuff. Like, I heard people who said they were seeing auras, um, people who were ta- saying they had, all of a sudden, their intuition was heightened, and they had all of these, like, you know, they were able to, clairvoyances, like, the clairs were coming through easier. I've, I've heard uh, a lot of different stories, people saying they've gone into the vortex, um, just a plethora. Everybody's Reiki journey is different. So when I was going to get attuned, I thought that my attunement was going to be going into the vortex because that's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you can't will things in the universe. I wanted to like, oh. <laughs> I wanted the uh, psychedelic like hit me up, but I had mine after her and I called her and her voice was like completely different and she's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why we're even here. What is all of this? <laughs> what is life? What is existence? Yeah. What is the purpose? I think, actually, I think after my Reiki attunement, that's when I really went all in about figuring out what the fuck my purpose is. It shifted from wanting to, it was like uh, from wanting just to be have money to wanting to have sustainable living, doing my highest soul's purpose. Like Yes. And the, business-wise, it was like, how do I help people and take care of myself? It's but, how do I combat this 3D world in a higher dimension. How? Um, and that's, I should have mentioned that in mine. I, that just, like, clicked for me. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like after my attunement. It felt like a huge drive to figure out what life purpose. What is the purpose of life? Why am I here? What is my mission? Like, how can I be a service to the universe? So I did mine that evening, and I made my space, like, super cozy. I had, like, candles lit, and, uh... So you guys know we did distant attunements. Distant attunements are just as good as in person. They're just a different, it's just different uh, experience, but you still get the energy. Anyways, I remember this distinctively. So I lay down and time comes for the attunement and it was like a click and everything went silent around me. So I was watching um, a guy describe how it was doing DMT Mm. and the way he described DMT was how my Reiki attunement was. So if anybody's ever done DMT, that's what your my Reiki attunement was like. I forgot about the the click and the silence. I forgot that. I can never forget that. It was like a like this, mm. and then it went silent. And for some context, there were children playing outside, um, and you could hear them laughing and stuff before I laid down. And I'm really good at shutting people. I don't care about like background noise. No more dogs barking. I couldn't hear my neighbors at all. Nothing. It was just complete silence. And then I felt like a like that. Ooh. I scared, scared my cat. Oh no, I scared my cat. So, um, I start hearing like that, almost like, like a metal singing bowl type thing. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like immense, like pressure, like the energy shifted. And then I'm like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> Mind you, I don't know what to expect. I'm like, this is really weird. Okay. I'm just going to like sit here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't detail the physical stuff in yours, but I'm going to do it in mine. Okay, go ahead. So... I'm laying there, and I kid you not, I had my hands, <laughs> I had my hands, like, um, you know if your hands are, like, loose, um, like, whenever you relax your hands, they kind of, like, fold in on themselves, I felt some, it felt like somebody smoothed my hands open, mm. and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna ride this wave now, mm-hmm. and then I had... The tapping on different parts, like, different parts of my body, like, you know, like, my knees, um, my legs. So, I have, um, I had a torn ACL, so I've I've recovered by a a knee injury, so I felt, like, tapping on my knee. Like, that's weird. And then I felt tapping on my hips, so 
I have hip dysplasia. Uh, one of my hips is completely fake and the other one is not. There's a little bit of arthritis. I like to consider myself a, um, so I call it a cyborg. Yeah. So they tapped my hips and then set different body parts and then it went to the chakras. And that's whenever we got the business. So it goes on, tap all my chakras. And I'm feeling like somebody is literally like touching my, like tapping on my chakras. Yeah. Yeah. Like the pressure, like there's, it's not in your head. It's like a physical pressure. So I'm not having any visuals right now. This is all like sensations. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm alone, guys, alone. Um, but I felt very, like, relaxed. Like, I didn't feel like... I wasn't panicking. I'm just like, okay, this is the attunement. This is how this is gonna go. And then it felt like, um... I felt, like, pressure on my chakras. And then that digging sensation you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like a digging. Like, cramping. So I felt that in... Lightly on my root chakra. And then I felt that lightly on my sacral. And the solar plexus. So I thought that... See, mine was the opposite. That's yin yin again. My higher chakras. Higher and mine was a lower. Yeah, so I thought that um, when I... Before doing this, I thought that I had issues with my root chakra and everything. I was completely wrong. Like, my chakra, it was... I had them flipped. So so you said you were lower chakras, mine were my higher chakras. So we're going up, go to sacral, and then we are at... Or I'm sorry, the solar plexus, and then we get to my heart chakra, and then I felt, like, immense pressure, like, hardcore, like... I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what is this pressure? And then I felt this was the... <laughs> I did that crib. And I don't know why I didn't, like, wake up and, like, run. <laughs> I don't know what the people's Reiki teams were like. But this was, like... <laughs> I thought Reiki had a comment like, that was Reiki. It was you definitely possessed. Reiki. Yeah, now, I know, guys, I, know. I mean, everybody's Reiki attunement is different. And nobody ever talks about their attunements. And I always... It's a personal thing. It is personal, and I'm telling you what happened because it changed, life-changing. It was a physical thing. Like, then I felt, like, my throat, like, (laughs) pressure on my throat. Like, it was digging something out of my, like, clearing that chakra, and my throat was like... (laughs) (laughs) Like, my throat's, like, hurting. (laughs) And then it got to my, like... Your crown? My third eye. Oh, third eye, okay. (laughs) And then my third eye was, like, burning. And then, and then finally the whammy, the whammy was my crown chakra and my crown chakra felt like it completely opened up and it felt like, um, <laughs> like there was sort of laughing. I just remember when she called me after, cause I was trying, my, when I called, she called me after mine, I was trying to not tell her that cause I didn't want her to like freak out and panic from the pain. Uh, so I didn't know she would have the same. So I was like really confused by everything. So, like, it felt like I had this immense, like, pressure. Like, the pressure was so intense on the top of my head. There was so much energy going in (laughs) that I said, guys, this really hurts. Somebody listening to this is going to be like, what kind of break you got? I don't want none of that. Yeah. Oh, but this is like the thing. We're getting mad to master attunement, guys. So, um, this is, we're talking about all the attunements. So, um, I felt this like crazy amount of pressure. And then it just felt like, like I could feel this energy coming in. So there was a lot of energy coming through, a lot of healing, a lot of like just cleansing out a whole bunch of stuff. But I felt the pressure on my head and it was physical. And that's when I was like, holy shit, this is all real. Everything's real. Everything's real. And so <laughs> I like, you know, I get out of this 
it subsides slowly, but the bulk of it was me feeling this, like, hardcore <laughs> pressure on my higher chakras. You might as well be getting choked out. <laughs> it was a lot of pressure okay. on all of the, like, higher chakras. And so then I, um, I, then it slowly subsides, and it's, like, peaceful, and, and I open my eyes, and everything is, like, super, super fucking vibrant. Like, everything was super vibrant. The, like, the, like, glitter, like, I don't know, the lights were, like, sparkling different, and then I had this sense of, like, calm, and, like, nothing mattered, like, in a good way, like, not, like, oh, life sucked, no, it was, like, wow, like, like, you realize your state, like, your being, like, here you are in the world, and you, what mattered to me suddenly didn't matter, some of the materialist, material, like, aspects, and worry, and stuff like that that I had, like, suddenly wasn't a thing in that moment, and I was a space cadet, Space could so psycho uh, yeah. So I, I definitely think that it's important to not do anything after Reiki attunement, so you can digest the energies. So the physical side effects of the attunement were still present after my head felt raw, like it literally felt raw. Yeah, like to touch it, it felt like I had like a bruise or something on the top of my head. Like it felt, I can't explain it. I had a throbbing headache, a crazy sore throat. That's interesting. I just didn't. Uh... It is different for everybody. We do want to know that when we were attuned to the energy, we were attuned to everything. Our master teacher thought it would, did, it, the way they did it was just all at once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I don't, it, like, like you mentioned, if I would ever teach somebody and attune them, I would do it in the way you're supposed to in steps. Like, step one, step two, step three. Yeah. I would not, I will not, I refuse to do that to somebody the mentality is that you'll go through the healing crisis faster yeah but i think don't think it happens that way there's a 21 day healing crisis she's referring to with an attunement so every level has 21 days so some there's a thought a school of thought that if you get attuned all at once then you like you were saying you only have one 21 day process as opposed to having three of those mm-hmm. her and i beg to disagree we think that you have the 20 regardless regardless you just have it very intensely so i think if you do it in the way you're supposed to i don't think it's going to be as intense of an experience but i think because we did have it all at once it wasn't super overload yeah major overload and that's why ours was so extreme that's my theory yeah on it i don't know if you're a breaking master let's know what you think um yeah so we actually, um, a side note, uh, mm-hmm. we actually did get, you can get reattuned, and we've actually been reattuned level one and level two. Yes. As well. And those re getting reattuned, um, we were felt called to do it, and we didn't get it reattuned by the same, I, we love our Reiki master, like, don't, we love her. We have other teachers, too. We have, like, these teachers that are currently chilling in Nepal. And yeah, we have the um, lakes, so. Our, our, our original master teacher, and then we have um, two more. So, we have three. Yeah, so we, like, uh, we actually did get reattuned to both levels, but we did them one at a time and then allowed the 21-day gap in between. And when we did it that way, I felt like I was being attuned again, but I didn't feel the immense craziness. That could have been because we already, like, worked through that stuff, and it, that's why it wasn't, like, super crazy. But um, the second time I did it, I was not 
experience anything weird. Okay, so um, I think that's all I have. Yeah, I think we're good for this one. We'll, we might do later ones where we talk more about this stuff. Okay, so now we're going to do our Reiki healing um, at the end of this. So if you would like to receive it, stay tuned. And um, we ask that you do not operate heavy machinery or drive vehicles while this. You can save it for later. Okay, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.